Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Episode number three. Welcome back for another Guitar Smart podcast from Kieran and myself. This week we are indulging ourselves. The age-old question, if you could only have one guitar rig, the desert island conundrum, what would we have Santa bring us on our own private, personal, permanent vacation to a Pacific island? This ended up being quite a big conversation, so this is part one, the guitars. Next week we will be back with part two and the remainder of our Desert Island rig choices. Subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast app so you never miss a show. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guitar smarts. Come and give us a like on Instagram at at guitar underscore smarts. Anyway, let's get to it. This week, we're talking about something actually that I think sounds quite appealing given the way this last year has been it's living on a desert island by yourself oh man you have <laughs> you have killed me with this this challenge the, i knew i knew you would the, the, do you know what the thing is it's not even real i'm not going on a desert island no I'm exactly not drawing up this rider of stuff exactly. that i want but in my head for the last few days when you sent me this going this is what i think we should talk about it's been it's just been plaguing my mind like yeah. agonizing over the over the choice of it it's like um <laughs> the only thing i can i, I can i can compare it to is, I, I guess it's like asking a prisoner for their last meal kind yeah. of thing. it's like <laughs> if you, and you go i'm gonna have this i'm, I'm I'm going to have the biggest steak in the world with yeah. the biggest glass of red wine. And you go, oh, no, but I really love curry as well. Oh, no. Okay, it's going to be curry. And then you go, oh, but what about what about Chinese fried rice? And so it's literally been like <laughs> like this in my head because uh, you, you've told – so, well, we should explain. We should explain the, the, the brief first. So yes. why, why, didn't, why didn't you explain what you sent me this week, which has, been, okay. which has been causing me so much distress? Right, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Hang on because I've just realised I've got my notes in front of me for what I've chosen, but I haven't actually got the brief in front of me, which is utterly, utterly stupid. And so, so I've had a couple of, I've had a couple of days to work on this, right? <clears throat> so, yeah. so you, you can go through the criteria in a minute, but basically what okay. you said to me is, right, it's, it's Christmas and you got a present from Santa uh, and you're going to get a permanent vacation to your very own desert island. And I thought, that, that does sound good, bearing in mind I am longing for a beach holiday right now. During COVID, I was like, oh, that sounds like idyllic. Oh, me too. Um, 
a man after my own heart, you then, you then wrote to me and said, provided will be all the food and water you need, great, shelter, electricity, sun cream, uh, and endless supplies of guitar strings. Great. So, so the basics are covered, right? <laughs> so, yeah. What else is needed? We, what else, we, we need to tell Santa before we go what our desert island guitar rig needs to be. And it will be there waiting for us. How tantalizing. Uh, right. And then you gave me a list of, of, of the difficult choices we needed to make. So why don't, yeah. why don't, you, why don't you go through those? Okay. So here's, here's, the cho- here's the choices we have to make. Guitars. We can have one electric guitar and we can have one acoustic guitar. Okay. Okay. Effects, pedals, you know, no limits at all. Just what you can get on a standard size pedal train. So it's not, you know, you can have, it could be all drive pedals, can be all whatever you want, but <laughs> it's just got to be a single pedal board, right? Standard yeah, kind fine. of pedal board fine. two, like the pedal board you have. You know, is that a pedal train two? It's a pedal, pedal train size, two. Yeah, which is, yeah. yeah. It's just a good, healthy sized pedal board, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Guitar amp can be a combo amp head, anything, just any mm-hmm. single guitar amp. Right. Albums as well. So there's no internet. On this island, I know there's electricity and endless supplies of sun cream and stuff, but there's no internet, so no streaming services. You can take three albums with you, yeah, okay, yeah, and then a wild card, which is <laughs> anything music related. So it can be an accessory, it can be, um, you know, whatever. It can be another instrument. It could be anything. Ariana Grande. <laughs> It could be a wild card, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's kind of music related. That's true, kind of. <laughs> and that was it. That was the criteria. Those are the and 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 I I I blasted through this in my first Did attempt, you? and then then afterwards started having all these other ideas, thinking, oh, but what if? And yeah. so that's, that, that's what I want to go through. Let's go. We'll go through each section. Oh, hold you know, on. Before, do guitars, before we do, do guitars. Go on. before we do, you missed out a really important footnote, which I only oh. noticed uh, late last night, What's which that? is it can't be anything we already own. Oh yes, that's a very good point. So, I did, yeah. can't so be anything I we own already. Yeah. So I, repeat, <laughs> I went through and read it, read it again last night, going, okay, have I made my choices wisely? And then I saw that at the, at the bottom, and then I was like, oh. Half of the stuff I've spec is stuff that I've that I own now because I've spent years kind of you know as we've talked about in previous podcasts you know working through and refining what we like and what we don't like so so it can't be anything we own so this is a proper dream list this is yeah uh, exactly okay. that it's cool. a dream list cool. cool so shall we start with guitars of course yeah. okay of course I'll start I'll start Go with guitars that. okay so this is this was my original thought okay yeah. My electric guitar would be an original 1980s Clapton signature strat mm. with lace sensor pickups. Mm. Right, in pewter, not that the colour matters when you're on a desert island. Of course it does. Of course it does. I always wanted that like that um, that gunmetal grey finish yeah. that he had on <clears throat> on it's one of the colours you can still get the strat in now, but like when yeah. I first saw him playing a strat in kind of that um, 24 nights era. He mm-hmm. was playing mm-hmm. a pewter strat. Now, in the 87 and yeah. 86 time, yeah. he was playing a pewter. It's just such a great colour on a strat. But for me particularly, I prefer the sound of his lace sensor pickup guitars, you know, the, the, the pickups that didn't have any pole pieces on them. They were just, yeah. you know, flat white kind of. I know, I've exactly. always wanted one of those. Though it's one of the guitars I still look at on eBay occasionally. And those original ones, even now when they come up, they're still... You know they're still going for the same price as the new ones. 
Yeah. But there's a not only is that a guitar that I really like and I've always kind of coveted, you know, over as long as I've been a guitarist. I was thinking kind of practically as well that because it's um because it's less sensor pickups and it's got that mid boost in it mm-hmm. as a really versatile tone machine you know get all the yeah. strat sounds out of it you yeah. know that boost and those really those active pickups will really help sound like humbuckers if i wanted to as well a bit of a rock machine so i was kind of like, yeah that's a versatile guitar it's a great it's a great choice the finish yeah. as well i love that i know exactly what you mean so with the maple board which clapton you know i think pretty much always has a maple board on on his strats i don't think i've seen yeah. him play a, a a strat with a with a no. Uh, is that right? No, you're right. Uh, I'm trying Absolutely. to think I'm trying to think if Brownie if Brownie had a, a No, they were maple. Board. No, Brownie was maple as yeah. well, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I love that finish. I bought a strat. I bought an American professional uh deluxe uh strat in uh, it's not quite pewter, it's kind of I think they call it tungsten now. Mm-hmm. Um uh but with my preferred kind of rosewood board and I just love that finish, but um the one that I've got has uh, a black pick guard and one of my uh, things on my to-do list is to swap it out for an all-white uh, um, uh, pick guard and put either lace well it's got noiseless threes in the, at the moment mm. which i think is what clapton is yeah that's what i think it's what it has now, now. Yeah. from about um, the early 2000s it was about, i think it was about 2001 moved over to the fender noiseless pickups yeah, yeah. they're good they're yeah. good I, I still I when I swap out the pickups I'm, I'll either put lace sensors on it or um, maybe just some standard kind of sixties custom shop um, pickups on it. The noiseless threes I kind of I like them but I'm they're almost too uh, clinically like uh, trying to sound like a single chord. There's something just slightly mm. missing. I don't know. Maybe it's psychological, but. Um, I think you've chosen a great guitar there. Have you ever played one? Have you ever got, gone yeah, into a shop and, and, have, and played? No, I've never played. I've, I've have played the exact guitar that I've, I'm talking about before, and this was this was actually years ago, right at the beginning of um, Roadrunner, um, before you joined the blues band. Um, there was this one summer in about it must have been 2008, something like that, where um, me, Tal, and Ken got together with. A couple of mates of theirs who was uh, this this lady whose name I can't remember, but um, she was a blues singer and her husband was the other mm-hmm. guitarist. And we just kind of did like this. One of the guys got like a festival slot and they just wanted to put a, like a bit of a jam band together to play it. Um, yeah. um, what was the name of the festival that sometimes goes on in like near Farnham? Oh, was it Wayfest? Wayfest, that was it. It was Wayfest. So it was just like this side stage thing for half an hour. But he had this exact model guitar, this, you know, the Clapton Strat, pewter finish, less sensor pickups. And I I did play it a couple of times at a jam night and when we were doing rehearsals, and it was just just amazing. That that mid-boost circuit on that guitar is just incredible, you know. So we should talk about that. Yeah, I think it's a. I think from recollection, it's a 10, 10 dB, uh, as you say, mid boost. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, is it on the? Is it on one of the? Uh, I haven't played one of these. Str- uh, no, I have a long time ago, but mm. I can't remember where how it activates. It's off one of the so it's pots. Off, it's isn't the it? second tone pot. Yeah. So on yeah. a Clapton Strat, yeah. you've got you've got you, you know, on a normal Strat. Obviously, you've got a. Um, 
you've got a volume control for everything. You've got a tone control for the neck pickup and a tone mm. control for the middle pickup, right? But you don't have a tone control mm. for the bridge pickup. That's the standard configuration. That's what I've got on my Strat. Yeah. Um, on the Clapton Strat, I believe it's obviously volume for the whole guitar. Then mm -hmm. you've got the TBX tone circuit, which That's is like it. a an active tone circuit rather than it being a um like a um a low pass circuit if you like that you get on a normal mm -hmm. guitar where you're just rolling yeah. off the it's just high end. treble to ground yeah exactly yeah on a, on this it's an actual active eq circuit which sits at kind of in the middle and then either way you've got like a notch that it sits in and you can turn it up past that notch and boost certain frequencies or you can turn it down so it's more right. it's, it's a different kind of eq i think that works globally for all pickups and then the last pickup, uh, the last tone control, which would have been your kind of mid pickup tone control, mm -hmm. that's the mid boost. So all the way off, there's no boost. And then as you roll it up, you get that really fat kind of, you know, like a low mid and and, and mid kind of boost that yeah. you get from, you know, and, and that's kind of like, that's like that Clapton sound, right? I mean, if you listen yeah. to... You listen to 24 Nights, particularly the 13-piece the or the 11-piece band, yeah, section when he's doing things like bad love, old love, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that you can hear it kick in. Really. Oh. It's almost like a volume swell, but it's not. It's like a it uh, just gets thick. And exactly, it doesn't it? Exactly. It just, even though, like, it's, especially in, like if you listen to old love when he's doing his outro oh, solo, and it just gets yeah. thicker and thicker as he's turning that up a little bit more, yeah. but it still sounds clean. Yeah, that's just the kind of that's the holy grail of of you know lead guitar sounds i'm me. smiling ear to ear because i can <laughs> i can i mean i've listened to 24 nights so many yeah. times now and, yeah. and you know the tracks you're mentioning as well all favorites of mine and that sound of that guitar kicking through and building in the mix and that when you, he can you can clearly uh hear that that um active kind of circuitry's kicking in i can yeah. i can hear it in my head now and it and it's and it's giving me goosebumps now and we're not even listening to it it's know, just i'm gonna, I'm gonna so listen good. to it after this yeah, probably I think so. <laughs> uh, so okay last thing on this guitar um yeah that i think's uh, worth uh noting which i think from recollection when i tried a clapton strat now i don't know if they all have them but it has does, does the one you're talking about have a, a v profile on the neck yes Yes, See, that really, was the only really thing. pronounced V profile. Really pronounced, isn't it? Yeah, and really, you really pronounced. feel it at the, at the back of the neck. Yeah. Do you know what? And that was the only thing that I didn't get on with. I've tried mm. uh, because the guitar itself was beautiful, mm. um, but I remember it being a really pronounced V profile, and um, I think it, it's one of those profiles that either it does fit your hand really beautifully and you get on with it, or. Mm. Or you don't, and I don't know whether it's hand size or just overall ergonomics and or mm. your hand in the playing position. But I've tried it on Clapton Strat, mm. and I've tried it on a. I think it was on a John Mayer um, Martin uh, acoustic, mm. which was a phenomenally expensive guitar that sounded, you know, pretty decent, really nice actually, and not as nice as the ten grand they were charging for it. But mm. um, again, it had a really pronounced. Uh, v on it which for my hand i couldn't i couldn't get used to but i think if you've got that hand shape or mm. that that kind of size of hand people have said it just absolutely 
works. You've got me. Uh, you've got me worried about my choice now. I'm worried that I'm going to be deserted on this island <laughs> with what I think is my perfect guitar, and I'm actually just going to be like, oh, it just feels uncomfortable. I think you'd be okay because your hands are massive, right? So I, I think, I think you would be okay. But I, my hands are kind of regular human being size. Yeah. Uh, and for, and for me, it, it, I don't know. I couldn't get on with the V. But I the think rest I'd be it, okay. I think, I think you'd be fine. I think yeah. you'd fight through it, buddy. I'd I'm sure I'd be able to be... find some. I'd be able to fashion some kind of filing device and just you know exactly <laughs> just rasp away at your three thousand pound custom shop Clapton strap to hone it to your profile. Exactly. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to my acoustic choice before you tell me Go. your choices here. Right. Okay, so my Go. acoustic choice, and actually I found this one really difficult because. Um, I've got actually no real experience with high-end acoustic guitars or, mm. you know, uh, I've never really owned a decent acoustic. Mm. Um, but I've always loved the sound and look of Gibson acoustics. And I think a lot mm. of people would say Martin or Taylor, the best yeah. acoustics, but I really love Gibson. Um, so I've chosen, I think I'd have a J45. So that more folky kind of thing, yeah. not the big J200, which I do mm. love, but I, I'd go for... A, J, a J45, vintage styled in like a dark sunburst. <laughs> and I don't know why this is important, but it's important to me. I'd want one with the original banner type Gibson logo. Yeah. Not the not the one you see now with the block lettering, the old style. I think, I think it's like a scroll type kind yeah. of font. Yeah. But that's my choice for the acoustic. But I don't have so, anything else to really say about it because I have no experience of it. It's just kind of what I'm thinking I would like, you know. So I would say it's a good choice. And the reason I say it's a good choice, I didn't know that that's what you were going to choose, by the way. Um, <laughs> but my brother-in-law has one in the exact right. finish that Excellent. you're talking about. Oh, really? And, and it was the first time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In the first, I was Because I was about to say, oh, have you seen it in the kind of dark sunburst, tobacco yeah. sunburst finish they yeah. do? Uh, because he owns one. And that was the, that was the first time I'd played a, a Gibson acoustic mm. um, was when I went around to, to his house. And um, uh, he's got that exact guitar. And it's it's beautiful. It's mm. really really nice. I did a setup on it for him because it was it was set set with twelves and the saddle action was quite high. So I took the saddle down for him, restrung it with elevens, uh, and and just even working on it, it was a beautiful instrument and it just responded really well to a, a nice setup. I think I cut the nut slots on it as well for him. And then when when we'd finished, it was just a beautiful beautiful playing instrument. And I mm. used to go, I used to enjoy going around there and. Um, uh, just just playing it and and really enjoying it. It's a fantastic choice. They sound great. They sound great. Fantastic. Good oh, I choice, wait. my friend. I can't wait to get Good to that choice. island. <laughs> Good, yeah, yeah, I bet. I keep, keep having to remind myself this isn't real. This, no, no, it is real. It is okay. real. I'm really sorry to interrupt this super interesting conversation between Kieran and myself, but if you've made it this far, maybe you should consider subscribing to this podcast. That way you won't miss any future episodes. And while you're at it, come and join us on our social media channels too. They're all linked in the description. Come and give us a like, thumbs up, or whatever it is you do these days. Anyway, back to the conversation. Electric guitars, right. Kieran. Electric guitar. Have? Okay, so the first thing that came to mind, right, when you sent me this was... 
okay? I'm a man that likes options and I'm a man that gets bored easily. So first thing I'm going to go for is a is a line six variax with uh, the very with the with the with the accompanying floor pedal and literally then I will have cheated my way through this task and I will have literally got an approximation of everything. So on those days where I get bored and fancy playing sitar, it will be there at the flick yeah. of a knob and I'll have every amp and every speaker. Um, and as you know, I gigged this rig for quite a long time because I have a very, a very beautiful Variac 700 yeah. and all of the accompanying Line 6 pedal board stuff, um, neither of which I've played for, for many years now. Uh, and it wasn't it wasn't because I then saw your footnote that says it, it can't be anything you own. I saw that later. <laughs> that I then stopped myself and went, hold on a minute. You're going to a <laughs> desert island. This is going to be the last electric guitar you ever have and play. Yeah. Are you sure you want it to be the Line 6 Variax 700 and, and, and the accompanying floorboard and everything, just so you can have as many options as possible to stop you getting bored? And it's a fantastic rig, and it's a fantastic setup, and it definitely approximates really well mm. all of those things. But that can't be. That, then, then, then my heart took over, right? That was my head choice. Yeah. And my heart took over and went, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. So then it was, is it going to be a Strat or is it going to be a Les Paul? And again, I think the Strat is a beautifully versatile instrument. And I've gigged Strats way more than I've gigged Les Pauls, perhaps, potentially. But it's um, a Les Paul is what I've idolized and aspired to own for so many years and even now i own a few i still just love a les paul just there there is something that inspires me to pick up the guitar and play when i see a les paul sitting there mm. on a guitar stand right i don't mm. know if other other people have this but i can i can be kind of just sitting around doing nothing and i can just look at a les paul on a stand and the carved top and all of it and i can just go oh i just want to play guitar i just want to pick it up and play it's yeah. just it yeah. evokes so many emotions for me just looking at the thing before i even get up and, and I pick it up and play oh, i couldn't agree more i couldn't um, agree more so it has to be a les paul which which i you know i think is an is an interesting choice bearing in mind i like i love single core sounds and i'm a huge stevie ray fan and john mayer and mm. clapton and, and all of that but i think a, a really nice like 1960s or 59 reissue it doesn't need to be an original you know 59 or 60s for me mm. something something you know of a reissue um around the 5960s so late 5960s where the neck profile started to slim out a little bit mm. from the kind of uh, earlier 59 models as they were kind of transitioning to the 60s style neck profile but not not as slim as that so that kind of neck profile um a light a light one i've got heavy les pauls and i've got weight relieved ones as well and I actually like a bit of weight relief in a Les Paul, not too mm. much, so that it mm. feel so it doesn't feel like a like a proper Les Paul. But I think there's something quite nice about a, a slightly more resonant weight relieved Les Paul. And um, yeah, finish wise, either either a, either a Heritage Cherry or even a gold top. I love a gold top Les Paul. I don't own one. Yeah, me too. Um, but I've I've been I've been yeah. after a gold top Les Paul for a long time. It's got to be open coil humbuckers for me. I just love the look of, of open coil, either really? black or... Yeah, yeah, I love it. Just love... I, I, again, I've got those pools that I've got the, the kind of nickel covers on, which look great. Mm. But again, for me, 
open coil, <clears throat> either black or zebra humbuckers on it. Um, I love the Slash Alnico to uh, Seymour Duncan pickups. They're a brilliant set of pickups and they'll do rock brilliantly, but they're very versatile yeah. as well. Um, but, you know, there's some great pickups out there. There's there's loads. I've had a few different Seymour, Seymour Duncan uh, humbuckers. So the 57 Classics are a great pickup um, mm. as well. So... That would be the electric guitar of choice. Just a really nice Les Paul. It doesn't have to be a you know a, a two hundred and fifty thousand fifty nine original. Just a decent reissue. Um, with a, and and I would. There is so much tone potential between those pickups and tone knobs that I would yeah. be happy with that. I think. I'd be, and I would look at it every day and be inspired to play. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I'd feel the same if I had that guitar there as, as well. And you'd really be like inspired to to go crazy on it i think yes yes yeah, and you know <laughs> what that's really what rock. that that's what i like about a les paul is i can i can kind of uh chill out with it and just put it on the neck picker wind back the tone a little bit get a slightly clean almost to the point of breakup sound and just play some really cool blues stuff mm. and you know get some bb tones going or things like that and it's great or you can wind it up and just you know get into GNR heavy rock 80s rock mm -hmm. territory and properly just go nuts on it so I think you know yes it's never going to clean up and give you that chimey sparkly single coil tone but mm. you know I think I'd be all right with that with yeah. the, considering the other tonal options you can get out of it yeah I agree good choice I like that so that's that I'm actually so that's not that. that predictable if I'm do, honest do I didn't think? no I didn't I, I didn't think I, I I thought you were going to say furry axe. <laughs> I got to admit, I had the same thought. This, this and that was one of the things I mentioned earlier on about having gone through this and then afterwards thinking. Mm. One of the things I was thinking was, you know, do I do this? You know, thinking about the things that I really would like. You know, an interesting talking points. Or do I just say, well, why don't I just get you know, like a, a Kemper and, yeah. and or, or like you say, like a Line 6 Variax and Helix rig and just program yeah. everything that I want anyway, yeah. you know. But that, I feel like, is missing the point of the question. It's, the point of it isn't just to think about things that we want. It's, it's to force ourselves to make a decision on something that you yeah. can't change later on, isn't it? So... But it's an interesting topic for us to talk about another time, I think, which is, you know, the flexibility that modelling equipment gives you, you know. But anyway, yeah, acoustic I think guitar. This is, this, this, is the head, this is the head and heart discussion, isn't it? This yeah, is what is your head exactly. telling you is the logical thing to do for options and all That's of that. That's it, yeah. But often the head can get it wrong because your heart will always go, ah, oh, but all I really want is this. Yeah. So, so, yes. Anyway, acoustic guitars, right. So I... I worked in uh, an acoustic guitar shop for many years. So I have tried out a lot of really uh, inexpensive all the way up to really beautiful uh, mm -hmm. acoustic guitars. Um, the acoustic guitar I own is is not phenomenally uh, expensive at mm -hmm. all. It's, you know, uh, <clears throat> uh, but it's a really nice one and it's traveled all over the world with me. So all over the world that sounds a bit extravagant i've, I've taken it abroad yeah. to plenty yeah. of places and, it, and, it's, and it's got some miles on it and it's still in good nick and it, and it plays beautifully and it's a it's a, a a make called landola that may maybe nobody else has ever heard of but i think it's a it's a 
they're made in Finland, or at least they mm -hmm. used to be. And working in this acoustic guitar shop, they had a whole range of different boutique acoustic guitars as well as mainstream stuff. This this one just stood out as having a really nice balance of, of, of everything and within my budget. But this is not about budget. This is about what what would you what would you do? Now, I got really torn here between steel string and nylon string, if, I, if I'm honest. Um, oh, because, interesting. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that, if I'm honest. Uh, I, I, I do love just sitting down and chilling out with a, with a nylon string uh, mm. classical and uh, doing a lot of finger style uh, mm. stuff. Um, and I think that would be a really nice counterpoint to having the, the Les Paul, would be to have yeah. something very, very different. So, so you've chosen I, a very axe acoustic, right? <laughs> Oh, why didn't I think of that? Because I don't own one of those. <laughs> um, no, I haven't. I, there was two, two, two guitars. There was, there was the one that got away, mm -hmm. uh, and the one that I let get away. Right. Oh, so, okay. So I don't think you know either of these stories. Um, oh. So the one that got away uh, was while I was working in this acoustic guitar shop. We had everything. We had Guilds, we had Gibsons, we had all kinds of uh, mm -hmm. lovely guitars in there. But there was a brand that I've, uh, I hadn't until recently seen uh, since I left that guitar shop, you know, a couple mm -hmm. of decades ago. And it's, a, it's a Canadian brand called La Rive. I think that's how you oh, I've heard it. of them. I have heard of them. Yeah. Now we had a couple of these in the guitar shop in the nineties uh, and early two thousands, and they not only had the most beautiful tone woods and the most incredible mother of pearl inlay work across the fretboard and around the sound hole, that was just stunning to look at. They were like pieces of art, but when you picked them up and played them, oh my goodness, the, the full bass and tone and mm. clarity as well of all the top end was just unbelievable. I mean, back then, I mean, I was an impoverished, uh, kind of student so you know and they were three grand plus back then you know so yeah. that was well out of my price range but mm. I always thought one one day I'll, I'll own one of these mm. and it was just the most beautiful so if so if anybody can find me a, a, like a a mid 90s to, 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 to late 90s Larive in good condition <laughs> I will bite their hand off for it if it if it's the type of thing that I'm talking about it um, played in by now as well well it would be very well played in by now uh <laughs> interestingly years later I was chatting to um the guys at Guitar Village who I know pretty well and um I was saying to them uh, about, you know, this guitar that got away. And um, I, I don't think it was as a result of my conversation with them. Maybe, maybe it was, I'm not sure. But then um, I started seeing Larive guitars being stocked again by Guitar Village. So Guitar Village now stocks a few Larive guitars. Oh, really? Um, and I meet, keep meaning to make a point of going and trying them. Um, they don't look as ornate or as kind of um, beautifully artistic in terms of the inlay work and stuff as the ones that I was seeing a few decades ago. Mm. But I, I'd still like to go and see, you know, if the tonal qualities of them stack up. So, yeah, Larive guitars, look out for that as a, as a different different kind of... Yeah, uh, that's, that brand. is a name I've heard before and I've not heard for a long time. Uh, yeah. So that's the one that got away that I could never really snap up because I didn't have the money at the time and now I can't, can't find it. Mm -hmm. And then the one that I gave back, which is actually the one that I've chosen. Okay. So, it's a, so it's a nylon string guitar okay. I've chosen, which I didn't think I would, but, but I have. I've chosen a nylon string. Uh, 
and it's the again i've just found out this morning that it's discontinued um, so, so it's a martin triple uh, zero c mm-hmm. so again i was in guitar village um a few years back and um I had an afternoon to myself and Guitar Village was pretty much empty at that time of day that I'd gone, which is very unusual because it's a brilliant shop and very popular. And it was one of those late uh, kind of summer afternoons. Uh, sun was kind of setting and I, and I just went upstairs and, and the guys who were very you know accommodating there just said, yeah, help yourself, try out whatever you want to and, and, and give us a shout if you need anything. So I spent about an hour playing this nylon strung uh, Martin um just just picked it up on a whim thinking oh martin make a nylon string it was the most beautiful guitar that i'd ever played i think up until that point especially in terms of acoustic the the the, this particular one just was set up perfectly it just the tone of it was incredible it had a fishman pickup but i wasn't Mm. even plugged in i was just playing it acoustically it had a cutaway Mm. and it just did everything so sensationally i mean it and it was it was just a joy and um to just sit there and and play on it and i thought wow this is this is an incredible guitar and um obviously being a martin it's a it's a two and a half grand guitar yeah and i was like i can't justify two and a half grand on a nylon string because i don't i uh, you know I'm a gigging musician, but I'm not going out and gigging nylon strings. Mm. Or, and if I do, it's for the occasional uh, solo gig uh, doing, mm. you know, some wedding kind of stuff in the background and things. Mm. I can't really justify, you know, it's not going to pay for itself through the gigging money, if you know what I mean. No. It's, it's, it's just, it would be an absolute luxury. And I've got, a, a, you know, a, a decent enough nylon string at home to cover all those bases. So I put it down and I left it. And uh, I, I told my wife about it when I when I kind of got home, and she was like, "Oh, did you you didn't buy anything? You you went to Guitar Village and you didn't buy anything?" And I was like, "Well, I did try something, and uh, it was just sensational. It was in, and I, I waxed lyrical about it." And she said, "Oh, you should have bought it or treated yourself to it, blah blah blah." And I said, "Well, look, it's a lot of money, and I couldn't couldn't justify that much on a nylon string that I'm, I wouldn't be gigging, you know, all the time to make it make it worthwhile." Anyway. <clears throat> Uh, unbeknownst to me, um, my, uh, my wife then spoke to Guitar Village a few months later and uh, on my birthday I went into my guitar room at home and there, sitting on the sofa in the guitar room, was a, a Martin case, which I then no duly opened way. and inside was a Martin triple zero C nylon string acoustic. And it was there in all its glory. And my wife had decided uh, to buy it for me, the, the crazy fool that she is. And uh, uh, and I made, it, I made her take it back. Did you? Yeah, I made her take it back. Your wife just felt too guilty about it. Uh, well, I just, well, one, uh, I, I thought that's, a, that's an incredibly beautiful and wonderful gesture. Um, but honestly, that's quite extravagant for a, for a birthday present. It wasn't a big yeah. birthday. It was just a kind of random <laughs> birthday. Like, you know, that's, that's a little bit extravagant, darling. She's like, well, I didn't know what to buy you. And you, you were so enamored by it. Um, so, that, but that makes me sound very altruistic and, or indeed incredibly selfish. She, she knew I wasn't throwing the gift back in her face. And I know no. the guys at Guitar Village so well that they, you know, they, they, would, they wouldn't have any issue with me just saying, no, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get something else so 
it wasn't an issue at all and she wasn't offended no. um she just was trying to do something nice and i really appreciated the gesture and it was beautiful but it was a lot of money for her and i didn't want her to to kind of be spending that 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 level of money on me uh, it was it was too much so um so that, so i uh, i made her take it back and the other reason uh in case that sounds incredibly altruistic and or you know ungrateful uh was that it wasn't it wasn't the one that i tried that day oh really so it was another one and ah. it didn't ha- and it didn't it didn't have that 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 vibe it, oh it, wow it, it it wasn't set up as well so okay yes you could set it up and tweak it etc etc yeah but there were <clears throat> it just and even when i played it knowing that i could set it up and make it like the other one it still didn't have the exact mojo of that other one set up so it was the same model but it just wasn't the same one that was off the shelf yeah that you that you'd exactly what what a bittersweet story so actually yeah it was yeah so there you go but i would i would have that if i could find that one or or another one of that model that was that played as well as that one and sounded as good as that one it really just goes to show that you know, even individual instruments, you know, from the yeah. same range, you know, it's it's such a personal thing, isn't it? Choosing a yeah. guitar, and yeah. I've said it before about this Strat, you know, that I've got, you know, that was a you know, a gift from my wife. Um, I didn't go into the the music shop in it was Gack in Brighton, you know, guitar and keyboard centre, and mm. we we didn't go in there to choose a Strat. I didn't have it in my mind that I'd choose a Strat. It was probably going to be a Telly, you know. And and it was Lucy that saw that one and picked it down. I was like, okay, mm. I'll try it. And then he just connected immediately that's to it. it. You know, it was like, that's it. I don't need to try any anything else. That's yeah. that's the one. And and I and I probably I probably would have kept it, mm. given given her you know the money for it or given yeah. her a big chunk of the money for it and said, look, thank you, darling, that's amazing. But I don't want you to spend all of that money here. Let me give you the money for you know half yeah. of it, more than yeah. half of it, whatever, um, and kept it if it had been that one because I could have justified that that was a. That was going to be a lifetime guitar then, and there was something about that that somebody would always know that that was just an yeah. incredible guitar, right? But it, it, exactly to your point, it, it, for me, it what the one that um, I ended up getting and then returning wasn't worth the two and a half grand. It was no. very nice, but yeah. it wasn't wow, blown away. This is this is one of the best guitars I've ever played. So that for me begs a question, which uh, to, well. Maybe two questions, actually. And one I think I know the answer of, which is, do you regret not getting it the first time you, you played it instead of leaving it there? I do now. Yeah. I do now. Um, and, and my other question is, are you going to change going forward? <laughs> are you going to buy things when you know it's the right thing to get, even if it's extravagant, you know, if you can afford it, if you can, you know, because I, I, I have this thing where I, I actually, I, I hate going into guitar shops now. Not because I don't like guitar shops, because I know how I'm going to feel when I come out of there, having mm. tried something I want and have taught myself out of buying it because I, mm. I'll say to myself, well, one, I can't really afford it for whatever reason, doing up a house, you know, um, you know, whatever it is. Number two, you know, can I, am I a professional musician? Can I justify mm. this kind of, mm. you know, investment in something? 
you know, and I talk myself out of these. So first thing, I go into a guitar shop, I find something I like, I try it, I love it, I want it, and then I spend time talking myself out of it, and I leave, <laughs> and it's just, and it's a and it becomes a, a horrible experience. <laughs> so you I know, know you do you know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> I feel like I won't go into a guitar shop again unless I know I'm going in there to get something, and I've made the decision to to spend the money. You know, are are you like that as well? Do you do you have this? Um... I'm innate, I'm innately tight as well. I mean, <clears throat> I have means to buy guitars yeah. now, and I'm I'm an adult now. I'm a grown up, mm. and I've got a job, and mm. you know, I can <clears throat> I can afford to buy. I would say, you know, within reason, and any of the guitars that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I have this guilt associated with it as well, which is, um, I'm not a professional musician. I don't need all of these levels of guitars, and. Um, you know, mm. it is an it is an extravagance, and I'm very lucky to own and have the guitars that I have. So, does it become, you know, so self indulgent and so kind of greedy? I guess to to keep buying stuff in mm. in this way. Um, so that doesn't mean I stop buying stuff. It just means I kind of go, well, I've got some really expensive guitars now. I'll just, you know, anything I buy, yeah. I'll just it'll be more modest stuff and and for a bit of fun or, or whatever. But there's also a part of me that is, you know, looking at some of the things that I've purchased, the expensive stuff, as valid investment pieces. If you if you get, you know, a good guitar, mm-hmm. um, especially by uh, you know a, a brand that is synonymous with being a good guitar, mm-hmm. they can they they can be equally as good an investment piece that you can hand down to future generations and or if you really needed to at some stage in the future liquidate and turn back into cash and, and even make a decent profit on, on it sometimes. So mm. if there if there is something that I... So that is why I regret not buying that Martin that I tried at that day because that guitar was of such exceptional quality and it's a Martin mm-hmm. and it's a rare nylon string that Martin yeah. have now discontinued, that that would... Um, arguably, if looked after well and cared for well, stood, of test, stood the test of time to be still worth that value uh, to somebody yeah. later down the line, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I would have enjoyed playing it as well. So, so if but so I think I I do have that mindset to some extent. I don't walk out disappointed, but I have to have a conversation with myself to say, does it now hit that threshold of something that is worth it as an investment piece? and um, is, is genuinely an exceptional kind of version of that particular model where I can go, yeah, that is going to be a great, a great guitar for, for, for life now um, to justify spending that amount on it. If it's just a cheap guitar, um, then I might buy it and, 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 you know, mess around with it for a bit and then, and then sell it. But I think what we're talking about is like pieces that we keep, right? And yeah. Um, exactly, uh, it's it's actually quite hard, I think, to sometimes convince yourself that you're 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 buying something more than just a thing, a tool, mm. something that mm. is like anything else in your house. You know, it's something that you know has, I guess, has something more, a bit more meaning attached to it. Um, I think anyone that collects or, or or has a decent you know number of guitars and things over over the years, it becomes increasingly. Um, more difficult to find something that is nicer than what you've already got. 
you know. Yeah. So I, I, I try a lot of guitars and they're brilliant and there's some mm. beautiful ones, but I look at it and go, is it nicer than, or is it any better than the Les Pauls that I've got or, or whatever? And if the answer is no, then it's, well, I don't, I don't need it then. I don't really need it. It's yeah. only when something completely blows my mind that I'll kind of mm. go, okay, well, this might be worth buying now. Yeah. Okay, thanks so much for listening. We're going to break this into a two-parter. This was quite a big conversation, but the rest of it just gets more and more interesting. Hope you've enjoyed this one. Please like us on our social media pages that are linked in the description. Come back again for more. Give us a subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Thanks again. We'll speak to you soon.